Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt and I'm the host of this Disney Theme Parks News Podcast and this is episode 34 for the week of January 6th, 2019. Well, here we are in the first new show of 2019. Excited to be back. It's uh, it's actually been a few, I guess a couple weeks now since I did like a proper new show. And uh, yeah, a lot of stuff down went, went down in the past week or so. Uh, not so much over the holidays. It was pretty quiet. But uh, yeah, there was a lot of news this past week. So um, excited to bring that to you. It was kind of, I, I won't say quiet, but a lot of the news this past week was it was dealing around all the tickets, uh, ticket offers that are coming out and free dining and stuff for this upcoming year. Uh, but there was actually a huge article dropped uh, yesterday uh, which details a lot about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So we're going to be talking a lot about that today. Uh, so I hope you guys are excited. I'm excited to bring you the first uh, new show of 2019. So why don't we just jump right into it, begin with this week's episode of the XS Press Podcast. Like I said already, since this is the first new show of 2019, we might as well start it, start it with the most anticipated thing that's coming out of the Disney parks this year, and that is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, we are finally getting the two lands over at the Disneyland Park in the summer and over at Hollywood Studios in Walt Disney World in the late fall of 2019. Um, I, I was actually going to quickly discuss the video that Disney released on Christmas Day showcasing the new Star Wars land, but a news article broke detailing a lot more information than just the video. Uh, Barron's Magazine was able to spend a day over at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. Uh, he spent the day, they spent the day with executives uh, going over the construction, operations, and even some of the imagineering behind the, the land. So let's just take a deep dive into the article and see what details have emerged. 
So, if you don't know the story of Galaxy's Edge, you'll you'll be walking through Black Spire Outpost on the planet of Batu, which is located in the outer rim of the galaxy. Now, when Disney was designing the land, they used Morocco and Istanbul as its inspiration. It's going to feel like the world has been lived in for a long time. So it's going to be kind of similar to like how the markets in Africa feel where like the wall of uh, African animal kingdom, I mean, uh, where like the walls are weathered and then there are just cracks everywhere. So it's going to feel very like kind of old and I don't want to use the word rustic, but kind of like a little rundown and just like the world has been lived in for a long time. Um, so... We also learned that the, the entrance to the Millennium Falcon ride, which is Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, uh, it's actually going to be blended into the environment and the entrance will be very subtle and it'll be, I guess, not hard to find, but it'll just, yeah, be part of the environment. Um, but I do remember this kind of being an issue when Pandora opened because Disney had tried this and guests just couldn't really find the rides. Um, so I'm curious if they're going to make any changes to that in the future, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. So, um, but as for the story of the, the ride, which is Millennium Falcon uh, Smuggler's Run, uh, it's going to be following the story of Hondo Onoka, who is a pirate from the Outer Rim. And if, if anyone watched the Disney Channel TV show like I did, uh, or the, sorry, the TV show Star Wars Rebels, um... I was a big fan of the show. The show's great if you haven't watched it. It's actually over now. I think it ran about like four seasons. Um, but Hondo was a character in the show. Uh, so in the ride, Hondo has cut a deal with Chewbacca so he can use the Millennium Falcon. And kind of Hondo is kind of it's kind of a scummy guy. He's not he's not like the best of characters. Uh, well, I should mean his like his personality, like his character isn't great. But like Hondo's, he's cool. I like him. But yeah, he's kind of a he's kind of a scummy guy. Um, but so yeah, so guests are going to be able to they're going to be the pilots of the ship, and uh, as they pilot, they're going to be see they're they'll see real time results of their actions. Um, this is a very interactive story experience. So every time you go on the ride, the story will be different for each flight. Um, and actually, here's a quote from Barron's article. Uh, so starting the quote, After a ride, the visitor may stop at Oga's for a drink and be told something like, The boss isn't happy about how you brought the ship back. End quote. So pretty much a character in costume could come up to you after you go on the ride and you go to Oga's Cantina uh, and pretty much tell you just like how terrible of a job you did. Um, but if you if you don't want to have an interactive story experience, guests will will be allowed to opt out of it altogether. Uh, but we're just not really quite sure how that's going to work. Um, but Barons also got a tour of the other ride, Star Wars: Rise of the Resistance. Uh, the queue of the attraction will be made of rundown rooms. The Resistance has repurposed as a base uh, for like the operations against the First Order. Um, and, and then at some points, group of guests might be captured and then like ordered along by the enemy uh, by before making their getaway um, on a trackless transport. Uh, guests will see scenes including like a stormtrooper formation, and there will also be one featuring Kylo Ren. Uh, sorry, Kylo Ren. Um, and then as part of the transports, uh, guests will evade war machines such as the AT-AT walkers uh, from Empire Strikes Back. So this kind of answered um, our 
one of our one of the questions that I had back on one of the episodes we were talking about this is what kind of ride vehicle this was going to be and essentially it is going to be a trackless dark ride that fits eight people per vehicle so you're just going to be kind of going along uh, and then going through different scenes um, but these these buildings are just hugely built you're going to see these massive at, -at walkers or ATAT walkers um, so yeah this ride is going to be crazy I'm, I'm really excited for this dark ride experience um, so yeah, those are the two rides, but then they also talked about Oge's Cantina, and if you guys remember, it was actually all the way back on episode 8 of the podcast, we actually got our first look at Oge's Cantina. Uh, I mean, everyone's been wanting to visit a cantina in the Star Wars universe ever since it came out in 1997, uh, sorry, 19... 1977 um, but now we have some more information about the cantina and I am a little disappointed but apparently the cantina is going to be relatively small um, I mean even though I'm disappointed it, it might this might actually be a good thing um, there will only be a few booths and seating around the edge of the cantina um, it's pretty much going to be standing room only uh, Disney knows that this is going to be super popular, so they need a way to make sure guests just don't hang around all day. Uh, I mean, there there is no menu as of yet, but you will be able to buy blue milk, which is good. Um, it will be non-dairy, so you don't have to worry there. Um, but yeah, so it's I, I, Disney knows that this is going to be super popular, and they, they're going to have to bring people in and out as quick as they can. So I know people aren't going to want to stand around in a cantina all day, but I'm sure some people will. They're going to want to just hang out. But yeah, it's uh, I don't know how to feel about it just yet, but uh, time will tell. We'll, we'll, I'll have to give it some time to let it sink in. But um, but actually, in, in the meantime, if I think I mentioned this on back on Episode 8, but I'll mention it again. Um, if you're visiting Hollywood in California at all this year, you should actually try to stop by this bar. It's called Scum and Villainy Cantina. Uh, and it's a Star Wars themed bar, and it's uh, it's, it's amazing. It's really cool. Uh, the vibe in there is great. They have a lot of cool drinks. They even have a blue milk drink, which I definitely got when I was there. Uh, my buddy actually took me there as a surprise when I went to go visit him last year. Uh, but yeah, so if you find yourself walking your down Hollywood Boulevard, make sure you stop in Scum and Villainy if you want a cantina to hang out in the meantime. Um, so also in the Star Wars land, uh, there will be a bunch of shops you can visit. And then here is another quote from the Baron's article. So starting the quote, one shop will feature droids that visitors can customize through an interactive experience. A droid that is made to be afraid of stormtroopers might signal its fear when one comes close. Droids owned by members of the same group might recognize each other when they meet. Prices have not been set. The shop might also sell a full-size R2-D2 for well-heeled fans, perhaps costing thousands. So this is... So that was the end of the quote. Um, so this sounds kind of insane, like, but in a good way. Like, you could buy a... F you could buy a full droid where they interact with each other. I don't know. I don't know how. I can't. I, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around like how this is going to exactly work. But I'm super excited for it. I assume it's going to be some kind of interactive experience similar to what they have in the shop at uh, in Pandora. Like once you leave uh, Flight of Passage. I forget what the shop is called. But where you can get like your personalized Banshee and have it sit on your shoulder. So... But this sounds like it's going to be way more intense than that. So, 
I don't know. I'm really excited, but but yeah. So uh, Barons also reports that the land will also feature another shop that is ran by Doc Ondar. Uh, and if you saw the solo movie this past year, he was actually briefly mentioned. Uh, uh, this character will most likely be an animatronic and uh, will be found in a booth apart from the rest of the staff. And it looks like staff members might be able to interact uh, interact with Doc Ondar, asking him if he's willing to let certain items go. So, yeah, I guess maybe um, guests won't be able to talk to him, but I guess uh, staff members will. Um, and additionally, the land will also feature an outdoor market that kind of re resembles a bazaar. Again, probably similar to what they they got their um, Disney got their inspiration from, like Morocco and Istanbul. Um, so it looks like a pod racing engine might also be found in the market and will be used to roast meat. So, uh, but yeah, so that sounds pretty cool. So this next bit actually kind of got me excited because it, my real-time job or my full-time job, I am a, a designer, a web designer, and I, I've done graphic design in the past. But this actually sounds really cool. Um, so, of course, everyone's excited about the Star Wars merchandise that will be in the shops. But it sounds like there's going to be unique packaging designed to downplay the logos. So what I think is, so I think the merchandise will pretty much be in disguise instead of like using regular like Disney branded packaging. Um, it sounds like it'll be kind of blended into the whole uh, land. So I mean, Disney really wants you to feel immersed within this galaxy's edge. So I assume that's what they want you to feel here, just even more immersed. So that's really cool if they do all these, all this merchandise without any branded like logos on the merchandise. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited about that. Uh, and then, so one of the last bits here, um, I, I'm not sure if this was in the article because I, I found a news story that came out after it, but Barron's also interviewed Bob Iger, and he had a quote and. It seemed like he slipped the opening date of Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. So I'm going to read the question from Barron's and the quote from Bob Iger, and uh, let's, let's see what we can make out of this. So Barron's question was, do you still feel like you can bring more people through the parks, or is it more about growing ticket prices? So Iger says, in sum, you get more repeat visitation and increased length of stay because there's more to do. You get more capacity. When Star Wars opens in Anaheim in June and in Florida later in the year, that's adding capacity. So there's more, the end quote, there's more of the quote, but the biggest thing he said was when Star Wars opens in Anaheim in June. Um, so that's pretty specific. Uh, I, I don't know if he just let it slip because he felt like it or if it was by accident but that's pretty big i mean it's so it sounds it's not official yet disney has made no official date of when it's coming out i mean people were thinking maybe late summer but hey in june i think this might think this thing might be done so i don't know we'll see but uh but yeah that's that's pretty much all the information that we got from the barons article uh, this, uh, this, I guess this past week. So I'll be sure to link it in the show notes. What's kind of annoying with the Barnes article is like, you do have to be a member to, to read it. You have to subscribe to it. 
Um, so I had to kind of get my information elsewhere, but I'll link it anyway if anyone is a member and wants to read the full article. Um, but yeah, anyways, all of this sounds so exciting and I just can't wait to be like fully immersed into it. Uh, and I just can't even imagine what the crowds will be like for this, but you know what? I just, I don't really care. I just want to see it. Um, but yeah, Galaxy's Edge opens up this summer in Disneyland and in late fall at Hollywood Studios later this year. So every year there's a period of time where the Walt Disney World Resort offers free dining. Uh, well, they announced all the details for it this past week. Uh, so right now, if you book a non-discounted five-night, six-day Walt Disney Travel Co. package through February 10th, 2019, for most arrival nights from July 5th to September 30th, 2019, you will, you'll, you will receive a dining plan for free. So if you're unaware of what the dining Disney Dining Plan is, it offers prepaid meals and snacks when you dine at the Walt Disney World Resort Hotels, theme parks, and select locations at Disney Springs. Uh, but yeah, some locations at Disney Springs are not owned by the Disney Company, and therefore the dining plan cannot be used. So if you have a dining plan and make sure, uh, just make sure the reservation, or sorry, the restaurant you want to go to allows the plan to be used. Anyways, this package includes a room at a select Walt Disney World Resort hotel and tickets with the park hopper option, which is pretty awesome. Uh, package of other length stays may be available as well. Uh, guests staying at select value and moderate resort uh, resort hotels will receive the Disney Quick Service Plan, which includes two quick service meals and two select snacks uh, per night, on, and this is honored at more than 100 dining locations. Uh, guests staying at select deluxe and deluxe villa resorts will, will receive the Disney Dining Plan, which includes one quick service meal, one table service meal, and two select snacks per night. Uh, and then meals are available at over 200 select uh, Walt Disney World dining locations. Um, so yeah, the free dining is up if you want that, but then Disney, the Walt Disney World Resort also announced the Sun and Fun Room Offer. Uh, you can save up to 30% on rooms with the Sun and Fun Room Offer at select Walt Disney World Resort hotels for most nights between April 28th and September 30th, 2019. Uh, and this is if you book through uh, March uh, 24th of this year. So unfortunately, you cannot combine both of these offers uh, the dining the dining plan and the room discount uh, This is nothing new it happens every year and there's always like that back and forth of like which one do I do the dining plan or the room discount um, So I just if you're going at any of these times is my advice is just make sure you take either of these offers um, But I would definitely act fast because people reserve them very quickly and sometimes the rooms just are not available um, 
but I, I would just do the math to see which one would be more beneficial for you and like which one would save you the most amount of money. Uh, I've actually never taken advantage of either of these discounts, so it's a little hard for me to judge. Uh, but the one tip that I, I could give you is that if you're going with a group of four or more, I, I feel like it, it would be better for you to get the free dining. Um, you'll get more of a discount that way because the room discount, uh, it doesn't seem to change with the amount of people that are in your room. So uh, the more people there are in your party, the more money that you'll save using the, um, the dining plan. Uh, plus the package for the free dining also gives you park hopper option, which is pretty awesome. Um, so it's really up to you to decide what's better for your trip if you, if you want to use one of these offers. Uh, so once again, I would book this as soon as possible because again, they, those rooms get, get swept off uh, pretty quick. So, uh, But that's not all. Uh, Disney also announced a, a ticket offer for uh, the U.S. military. So they are honoring active duty and retired members of the U.S. military uh, with special offers on theme park admission and resort stays for most dates in 2019. Um, so beginning again on January 1st, so it's already begun, uh, there are now uh, multi-day Disney military promotional tickets available at each location, the Walt Disney World Resort and the Disneyland Resort. So some of the details uh, for the Walt Disney World Resort, um, the military pro uh, promotional tickets include four and five day tickets with Park Hopper option or Park Hopper Plus, uh, the Park Hopper option, uh, again, which each ticket allows guests to visit more than one park at the resorts for each day. Um, and then at the Disneyland uh, Resort, uh, this is for the military promotion tickets include a three or four day stay uh, with a park hopper valid for uh, adults or children. Uh, and there are blockouts on select dates in April. And again, the park hopper option allows you to go back and forth between Disneyland Park and the California Adventure. Um, so, the uh, so active duty and retired U.S. military personnel can take uh, advantage of the great rates at the uh, the hotels. Um, the Walt Disney World Resort room offer is valid for stays for most nights from January first through April thirteenth of two thousand and nineteen, and April twenty sixth. Uh, 2019 as well as um, or sorry from April 26th through December 19th 2019 so it's a pretty long stay there's only like that one week for spring break and Easter that's uh, not available and at the Disneyland Resort it is valid for most stays between January 1st and December 19th of 2019 so if you uh, if you're visiting Disney World Resort or the Disney um, Land Resort and you are a active duty or retired U.S. military personnel, you might want to take um, take advantage of these rates. I was looking over the prices and they're very low, um, so I, I'm not going to go over the prices. But if you want, just make sure you check out DisneyWorld.Disney.Go.com or Disneyland.Disney.Go.com, and uh, you can check out all the information over there. You can. Um, you can find it and you'll see what the prices are. Uh, then, that's not all. They have more uh, tickets uh, for local residents of Florida and California. So, if you're a local living near Walt Disney World or the Disneyland Resort, Disney announced some ticket offers for each resort. 
In Walt Disney World, uh, Florida residents can now purchase a three-day Discovery Disney ticket for only $175 plus tax uh, for a limited time, and that is admission to one theme park per day. Uh, and then if you want to add a fourth day, you can do that for just $20. Uh, these tickets can be purchased um, for between January 3rd uh, through June 27th of 2019 and are for valid use of uh, through January 3rd through June 30th, 2019. So these tickets can be used anytime now between now and the 30th of June. And there are no blockout dates, which is nice. And again, that's over at the Walt Disney World Resort. If you're over at the Disneyland Park, the Southern California resident ticket offer provides special values to enjoy magic and adventure for three days, uh, including one day of magic morning, which is pretty much early magic, early morning magic hours where you get to go to one of the parks uh, an hour before it opens. Um, so for a limited time, beginning January 7th, Southern California residents may uh, select one of the specially priced ticket options. Uh, so the two options are a three-day, one-park-per-day ticket for only $179, and there's a three-day park-hopper ticket for only $234. Uh, so these are tickets uh, for the Southern California residents. Uh, so yeah, if you're a local in either uh, of these resorts, that might be something to look into if you're not an annual pass member. Um, but the, so that's it for all the like special uh, ticket options, like if you're just going to the parks. But uh, if anyone is interested, tickets are now on sale for the Disney After Hours over at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Now, on past shows, we've talked about the Disney After Hours events over at Walt Disney World. Well, if you want to go to the Animal Kingdom event, tickets are now on sale. Um, so, if you are not familiar with the Disney After Hours events, I'll, I'll kind of explain it briefly. Um, so, this event allows you to experience uh, a Disney theme park for three hours after regular park hours. Uh, so this means pretty much little to no wait for attractions, experiences, and character greetings. Um, and you can actually enter the park at 7 p.m. on the night of your event. Um, so the, the event also includes ice cream, popcorn, and some beverages. Um, and then, so pretty much at the Animal Kingdom, all the major like rides are, are open. Uh, so you can take advantage of Flight of, Flight of Passage, Navi River Journey, uh, Everest, Dinosaur, um, and a lot more. Uh, so yeah, you can you can ride all of those with pretty much no weight at all. Um, and then select quick service and food and beverage locations will be open uh, throughout the night. Um, so the it starts on January 8th and it... It goes through April 3rd, so that's all these select dates. So you'll have to look online to see which ones you might want to do. Um, so the cost, you're probably wondering, well, how much does this cost? So all of the Disney After Hours events uh, cost $125 plus tax uh, if you do an advanced purchase. Um, and then Disney Vacation Club members and annual pass holders do get a, a discounted price of $95 plus tax. 
So you're probably wondering to yourself, like, why would I do this? Um, so I've kind of talked about this on past shows, but if you're a new listener to the show and don't really know much about the Disney After Hours events, um, so yes, pretty much for this, like, I guess you could say, if, if you if it's say the park closes at nine and it goes to twelve, you get in at seven p.m. So it's pretty much like five hours that you're in the park and three hours where there's no one in the park. Um, so again, if you don't know anything about this event, during these park these these special after hours events, there's no one in the park. Like they it is a they sell a very select amount of tickets. Like you'll be walking around, there could be just like no one. I mean, you'll you'll probably go on Everest with maybe one other person or just your family. I mean, there's really no one in the park. So if you really want to get make the most of the park time and ride as many rides as you can, um, you can do this. There's, there's just going to be no one there. Uh, and what I've explained on past shows is it, it, this might be good for someone that has maybe anxiety uh, with around crowds or you, people that might feel claustrophobic or they just they don't like crowds at all. Um, I feel like this could be a, a good way to relieve some anxiety for someone um, if, by doing one of these um, one of these after hours events. Because again, there's really no one there. Like I've I've watched I, I follow a lot of vloggers on YouTube and I've watched them go to these things and there's they they ride as many rides as they can and there's just there's no one there. So um, so you might you might want to do this uh, again. The cost is pretty much like the price of like regular admission to um, a daytime park uh, or just going to the park during the day. But you'll get a lot done if, you, if it's just you want to go for rides, then this might be up your alley. So uh, they, they don't just have this for Animal Kingdom, but they do have it for Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom as well in Select Nights. So if you want to learn more about this event, you can go to DisneyWorld.com slash Disney After Hours uh, for more details. So we are finished with all the the big news stories this week, but um, I have a bunch of like quick uh, news and announcements that uh, I'm just gonna run through. Um, so first one up, if you are a fan of the Pixar film uh, Up, then you might be happy to hear that you'll be able to meet the large and exotic bird Kevin. Uh, she is currently migrating north from Paradise Falls and is heading to Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh, she will be arriving at the park within the next month. Uh, so currently you can actually meet Senior Wilderness Explorer Russell and his friend Doug over in Discovery Island as well as seeing their show Up a Great Bird Adventure. So I'm curious to see what they're going to be doing with Kevin and how uh, meeting that character is going to work. But I am very excited and I cannot wait to meet Kevin. Um, but if you are a fan of the music from Pandora and Animal Kingdom... You can actually now buy the soundtrack over on iTunes. Uh, and if you are a Apple Music subscriber, you can actually listen to uh, the soundtrack as well using uh, the Apple Music. Um, 
Now, I kind of wish Disney did more of this with their background music from the parks. Usually, I have to like get my Disney music fix in every way and in other ways. Um, but if you're looking for like a good way to listen to Disney background music, I know a lot of people just like go to YouTube and stuff like that. But I, 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 I used to do that, but I found some other other websites that I use now. Um, but I have two two websites that are usually like my go-to's. Um, one of them is MagicalMouseRadio.com, and that is a radio station that plays Disney Parks music and commercials 24-7. Um, you can't control what you listen to, but you can just put it on and you just listen to the radio station. And that actually is run by uh, Mike Rollman from the BR Guest Podcast. Um, and, but if you're, if you're wanting to listen to like much more specific uh, Disney Park music, uh, I would head over to d-cot.com so dcot.com uh, because they have a huge library of Disney background music and they have like this jukebox option where you can pretty much um, <clears throat> excuse me you pretty much just like uh, add, make a playlist or you can randomize it or listen to the most played but they have it all so sorted out by like different parks and they have like a Halloween one a Christmas one uh, it's great it's it's really awesome they have a huge a huge library uh, but all you have to do is just sign up for a free account um, but yeah so both websites are great if you need some Disney music but yeah hopefully Disney releases more CDs and they are like albums in the future uh, I mean P the music from Pandora is great I mean it was originally scored by James Horner uh, may he rest in peace uh, it's, so it's unfortunate we won't get into future movies, but um, they do have great additions uh, with the, the world of Pandora and Avatar. So, um, But yeah, so that's available right now. Uh, and then we're going to head over to the Magic Kingdom real quick. So the Tomorrowland Speedway will actually be closed uh, from now until May 18th of 2019. Um, and that's going to accommodate the work for the Tron Roller Coaster. Um, the Walt Disney World Railroad is also closed at the moment for the same reason. So um, the Tron Roller Coaster is set to open in 2021. Um, hopefully there's no delays or anything like that. But it's going to be part of the uh, Magic Kingdom's 50th anniversary celebration. So I'm kind of glad the Tomorrowland Speedway is closed because... I, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not a fan of the sound when I'm in Tomorrowland. I feel like it just takes away from like the music and the the the, uh, the atmosphere. And I don't know. It, that's my opinion. But yeah, I'm not, not a really big fan of the sound. But um, anyway, so yeah, that is under refurbishment. So moving along, we are now heading to... Uh, where are we going? I'm looking at my notes here. Oh, we are heading to Hollywood Studios. Um... So this past week, the tails were actually removed from the Slinky Ride, uh, Slinky Dog Ride, over in Toy Story Land. So according to the report from WDW Magic, uh, Disney has proactively removed the tail feature of the Slinky Dog trains, while some of the adjustments are just made to it. Um, so Disney told them they... They, they will have the tail whacking again shortly, but I assume that it was removed due to some like some kind of like structural issue. Uh, maybe they didn't account for something where uh, the ta like where the tails were wagging during the ride. I'm not sure, but who knows? But uh, right now it's kind of funny because if you look up photos of this, uh, the uh, the trains just don't have any tails. So I don't know, but uh, but yeah, hopefully they'll be uh, back up and running soon. 
Um, so then our very last little quick announcement or update here uh, is that according to a news story from WDW News Today, the Sleeping Beauty Castle over in Disneyland Park in Anaheim will be going under refurbishment. So it looks like they will be re-roofing the castle and replacing the material with uh, fiber-enforced plastics on the turrets. Uh, the refurbishment will start on Monday, January 7th and last until later this spring. Uh, and there will also be some internal work done to the castle as well because the, uh, the walk-through attraction in the castle uh, it, well, the, the walkthrough, walkthrough attraction in the castle will be closing on January 7th, uh, and that will also last until the spring. So, yeah, the, the castle will be under refurbishment for a while over at the Disneyland Park. But uh, that's all for the news today. Uh, I do want to mention one quick, pretty cool thing that I, I saw this, this past week, uh, and I figured maybe, hey, maybe you guys would be interested. So someone I was... I follow, I'm on Reddit all the time. It's one of the websites I, I, I post and and read on all the time. And there was a really cool video that was posted. Uh, so the it was a YouTube video on the YouTube channel from Matthew Serrano. Um, and the title of it is called Sneaking Into a Forgotten Di Disney World Ride, uh, Epcot Horizons. Um, so usually like if I if I see one of these videos, it's usually like might be something pretty lame. It's like, oh look what we did, but and like so what I was expecting from this video was just to be like some really terrible like old footage, shaky footage of just people like exploring uh, the the ride horizons when they shouldn't be because like I'm I mean I'm not for that like I, I feel like it could be like destruction of a ride and uh, I'm not condoning that at all. Um, but it's, sometimes it is interesting to see, like, like, honestly, I don't remember anything about Horizons. I may have ridden it when I went in 1994. I'm not really sure. Um, I, I can't remember. I literally can't remember anything about this ride. So I was like, all right, you know, let me check this out to see, see what kind of video these guys have. So, cause again, the title is sneaking into a Walt Disney World ride. So what could this actually be? Um, now, it's a 25-minute video, and I was like, all right, well, I'm probably not going to watch too much of this. Well, I'll just skim through it. But what I found was actually a really great, sh like, short documentary about, like, the fr this friendship of these two guys who just have a love for Horizons. Um, and it's it's not what I anticipated at all. It's, it's fantastic. It's phenomenal. It's a really well-put-together story of their friendship, of how they... Um, I mean, it's all it's all compiled of just found not I shouldn't say found footage, but just old footage from when these guys went to the parks in like 1994. But there's like a a guy that uh, I think it's Matthew Serrano. He's he's narrating it. There's really cool animations, but it's just a really well put together story. Um, and when I finished it, I actually like. I, I kind of was like moved by it or, and I had a little bit of tears behind it. Um, it's just a really great story about friendship and these guys for Horizon. So um, what I'll do is I'll make sure to link it in my show notes if anyone really wants to watch it. Uh, if any of you do watch it, let me know and give me your thoughts on the ride because I'm, I'm curious to see what you guys think about it. Um, but yeah, so again, it's called Sneaking Into a Forgotten 
Disney World ride, Epcot Horizons, and it's on the channel of Matthew Serrano if you want to look it up, but otherwise I'm going to put it in the show notes. So yeah, I just uh, I thought that was really neat um, and just a really cool short documentary. So again, it's, 20, it's 25 minutes long, uh, so just be prepared for that, um, but it's it's a really great watch, and yeah, I think, uh, I think you guys should check that out. But... Anyways, that's going to wrap for wrap it up for this week's episode. Uh, it feels good to do the news again because it's actually been a couple weeks for me to actually uh, to do the news and produce a show for you guys. So, all right. Well, make sure you guys are subscribing to the podcast on either Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, or however you listen to the podcast. Um uh, you can actually find us over at excesspress.com. Uh, if you want to reach out to us there, you can actually send us a message. Um, and then if you uh, if you want to be on uh, my interview with the cast member shows, uh, you can actually reach out to me. So if you were a previous cast member uh, or if you know anyone that was a cast member, you can actually reach out. Uh, to me, send me a message and we'll schedule you to be on the show. Uh, but yeah, if you have friends or family that might be wanting to might want to be interviewed for the show, let me know. I would I would love to hear from them. Uh, in the meantime, you can actually uh, follow me on social media. Um, my uh, handle is Excess Press Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, uh, usually on Instagram, every week, what I do is like like the day before. Uh, I, po- I I record the show. I always put up like a ask me anything question. So like if you want a, sh- a question to go on the show, I'll be happily answer for you. Uh, happily answer it for you on the show. Um, I didn't get any questions this week, but if you guys have any, let me know. If you don't want to answer, uh, if you don't want to ask me a question on Instagram, you can actually just shoot me an email over at excesspresspodcast at gmail uh, But yeah, you can do that as well. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in guys. And for your support of the show, this is Matt from the excess press podcast signing off until next time travelers. We hope to see you next week and remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage. Bon voyage.